Coffee with Colby, episode 27. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's all about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy just one cup of coffee, we are going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff that you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. Now, odds are, if you work in a professional setting, you are about to have an annual review. It's the end of 2018 at the time of this recording. We're coming up on the beginning of 2019, and most companies have employees do their prep work for these in kind of the November, December timeframe. And then you actually sit down with your boss in, you know, January or February. Now I have worked at several organizations and some have had really great review programs in place. They invest a lot of time in creating a system that gives holistic 360 degree productive, proactive, constructive feedback to their employees. Some had, you know, ones that are kind of mediocre where you sit down and your boss has written up some notes and you wrote up some notes and you have a little chat and that's the end of it. And some that were absolutely horrible um, when it came to giving feedback. Uh, One place that I worked for in particular never gave any kind of actual tangible feedback. It was just kind of, well, you're doing great. You're putting in some really great work. And so we're giving you this raise or we're not giving you a raise or, you know, whatever. And never really anything tangible that I could put my fingers on on what I was doing well or what I was not doing well. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I'm a huge advocate for speaking in specifics, telling people when you're giving feedback this is what I really liked, this specific example, and this is why, and this is the the specific contribution it had, or I didn't like this specific thing that you did, and this is why, and this is the impact that it had, because it, it, A, it takes a lot of the emotion out, takes a lot of the ambiguity out, and it gives people something that they can grow from and and work towards. Uh, Again, people don't come to work wanting to do a bad job. People come to work wanting to contribute. People come to work wanting to do something positive. And when they're just getting kind of fluffy feedback that doesn't really map to anything, it doesn't give them anything to work on, it doesn't really help the situation at all. But today, I'm going to talk about how you can have a direct impact on that feedback and specifically how you can make the best, the most and have the best possible experience in your annual review, how you can make it a success, and also what steps you can take, whether you're the CEO, a director, a vice president, or an account coordinator with just six months on the job, or an intern working with a company for just you know three to six months. Whatever position you're in, you have the power to make your review run positively. You have the ability to make your review into something that is actually going to serve you in your growth in this role and in your career moving forward. And we're going to talk about how you actually can do that. The first rule of a successful annual review, and I'm stealing this from a third party that I'll tell you about in a second, but the first rule of any successful annual review is that there should be no surprises. Um, I actually got this from a man named Mark Martin. I was fortunate to work for Mark uh, at Wagner Edstrom back uh, some years ago in my career. Mark is 
arguably one of the five smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, He was a great mentor to me uh, personally, and he introduced this rule not just to me, but to our team. I mean, he was overseeing a team of dozens of people, and whenever we'd have an all-staff meeting and be talking about annual reviews, he always came back to this principle. Yes, as you're preparing for your annual reviews, there are are things you want to talk about and things your manager wants to talk about, but at a bottom line, there should be no surprises. Your manager should never be surprised with your perspective on your performance or your work or how you're doing or your role, and you should never really be surprised by what your manager is bringing to the table. The thinking is that there should be ongoing regular check-ins between a manager and a direct report so that overall performance is a known quantity. You may not know walking into this if you're gonna get promoted, you may not know if you're gonna get a raise. There may be some, you know, a few specific goals that you're gonna talk through that may be new, but there should be no question as to how you are doing and how satisfied you are in your role. No one should walk into their review and get blindsided with negative feedback, or they should be spend nor should they be spending all day terrified that they're about to get fired, only to find out that actually their work is amazing and they're doing all these great things for the company. This is also something that these regular touch points of communication that's going to be more frequent the earlier you are in your career. So if you're fresh out of college, you should be having weekly check-ins with your boss. If you've been in your role for 10, 15 years, if you've been in your industry for a while, you can get away with maybe touching base with your boss once a month. Um, The important thing is that there's this regular ongoing conversation between your boss and your team member. Now, there are some organizations where this is the norm. Like for example, when I was on Mark's team, I was relatively young in my career and I had weekly one-on-ones with my direct manager and I had monthly or quarterly one-on-ones with her manager, kind of the the, the boss of our sub-team. So there were these natural touch points for feedback to check in. And I was able to say, okay, you know, three out of the four meetings with my boss are going to be focused on the work that we're doing and, and making sure that we're staying on track on our projects. But one of those, once a month, I'm going to just touch base on how am I progressing towards my goals. In other roles, however, I can go a month, two months without really getting a chance for feedback from my boss. And part of that is because I've now advanced to a point in my career where I don't need to know that the press release I just wrote was good, but I need to know, okay, in terms of our overall metrics, how are we doing? How's budget coming along? That kind of thing. But let's say that you're in one of these positions where you work for a company and they don't already have an infrastructure set up or, or, a culture where these regular check-ins are are expected. What can you do? Um, it's it's never a good idea. For example, if you're meeting with your boss and everybody's underwater with tons of work, and you're you finally get a chance to touch base on the Henderson account and this project and this event, and then to say, oh by the way, how's my promotion coming? That's not going to be received well at all. However, you can seize your annual review to set up this cadence of conversations. Your annual review is literally a meeting about your performance. So it is natural to say in that meeting at some point, boss, really appreciate being here and being on the team. As we've talked about, I'm I'm really eager to have the chance to grow. I'm I'm happy with my role now, but ultimately I want to grow into a role as an account supervisor. Now I understand that could be a six month process, that could be a 12 month process, that could be a three year process. And I 
I'm not saying that I need to be, you know, that I'm expecting that kind of promotion now. I know there's a lot of work I need to do to get there. I don't want to be pestering you for updates on my performance when we're super focused on work because I know that we've got a really busy year ahead. But I was wondering if you could help me identify what steps we can take as a team so that I can touch base with you in a way as the year progresses to know that I'm still on that path and and moving forward on that track to that growth opportunity that I'm looking for, but not in a way that's going to get in the way or or annoy you. Is this something where we could maybe book monthly or quarterly check-ins based on your schedule? The key here is that you are stating to your boss a goal, but you're doing so in a humble way and you're acknowledging that it's going to take work. You're not saying no one wants to hear some student fresh out of college, six months, who's saying, I've been with this company for six months and I deserve to be a director. No, you don't. You don't deserve a promotion. You do not deserve a raise at six months. It would be nice if you got one, but probably not going to happen. And you also never want to walk into a review demanding a raise or promotion out of nowhere from your boss. If they, you know, they could be thinking that you're three years away from a promotion. If you walk in expecting it now, that can kind of hit them like a bucket of ice water. So what you want to do is you want to state your goal, but you also want to put the ball squarely in the court of your boss and let them set the timeline, let them set the time frame so that then you have something you can point back to. Um, So then as you leave that meeting, then you can say, okay, we will follow up on this at the end of February or we'll follow up in March. And you can actually put a meeting on their calendar and say, okay, this is when we're going to touch base specifically on this performance thing. And as we wrap up here, the, the last point that I'm going to get to is the importance of you know, creating a, a track record and creating a, a paper trail of the, that feedback and of that schedule that they've set forth so that you can point back to that. So it's not like you are constantly starting a new conversation about, hey, boss, I want to get promoted. You can point back and say, hey, boss, remember how we talked about me being promoted in two years, three years? When's a good time to touch base on that? Now, the second key piece of a successful annual review is what you're bringing to the table in terms of your inventory of facts about your performance. Um, this is this is critical to the success of, of an annual review because, again, no one wants fluffy feedback. No one wants to hear generalizations about, oh, I'm a team player or, oh, you're not doing this or, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that. You, it, there, there needs to be specific, measurable time-sensitive benchmarks that you can point to or your boss can point to based on why you're growing or why you're not. And here's a perfect example of why this is important from a company that I worked for um, earlier on in my career. I had a colleague, and we will call this colleague Gwen. Now, Gwen was nice, but she was also kind of useless. She was one of those people, she never went above or beyond on any of her work. She really liked to delegate her assignments to anyone else that she could. She would disappear on these long lunches. Um, It it was really difficult for anyone to look and say, this is something that Gwen accomplished. Um, She was nice, she was friendly, she got along great, um, but it was just one of those things where you kind of, it was like that scene in Office Space where we were always looking at each other like, what is it that you really do around here? And the frustrating thing was that there were four of us that were all at about the same level. And three of us were really hustling, myself included, not to pat myself on the back, uh, but we were doing things like bringing in new business. We were making ourselves available on off hours for client needs. We were making ourselves available to travel if need be. We went the extra mile constantly 
And this showed up in our work to the point where we had lists that we could bring to our boss and say, hey, I did X, Y, and Z. And the company recognized this and rewarded us. And we all got in our, based on our individual progression, we got promoted, we got raises, and it was wonderful. Gwen, however, had been floating along at the same level for multiple years and was getting more and more frustrated because, you know, for example, I would come in, uh, a couple of us had come in at a level lower than Gwen. And by the time I parted ways with that company had gone, you know, a level or two above Gwen. And she was getting more and more frustrated because when her annual review would come along, she would learn that she wasn't getting promoted again. And finally, in in the last one that I observed, and when I say observed, I, I was, I was not in the meeting, but my desk was was right by the conference room where the meeting was happening and I couldn't help but overhear. And also Gwen was happy to tell anyone on the team exactly what she had said and why she was so upset and why she believed that she was uh, being wronged. And she was fuming because she believed that she deserved a promotion because she had been working for the company for in this role for four years. And according to the company, you know, career ladder that they give you, so, okay, you're going to be at this level for this long as... At four years, you're supposed to move up to, you know, the next level of, on this team. Technically, at that point, I, I think that that role was actually like you were supposed to be promoted. The, the expectation was you'd be promoted after two or three years. And so she felt she was way behind, but I, I digress. Either way, I have worked for companies who do this, who promote based purely on seniority. And it's the absolute worst because it takes away any incentive for employees to, you know, push and grow and, and, and do their best if it's just going to be set on a timetable. Growth should really be based on results. So before your review, this is why it is so important to take some time and chronicle what you actually accomplished this year and have that on a bulleted list against the specific goals that you set either the previous year or when you started this job. Uh, things like you led planning for four customer events, you secured 120% of your budget uh, in sales, you're, you executed all of the tactics in front of you, hitting all of the necessary metrics while coming in 10% under budget. You supported rollout of a new investment plan. You know, specific measurable things that can track to the company's bottom line. Your boss is not going to care if you feel like you deserve a promotion based on your seniority or just because you're a nice person. In this case, our company had outlined specific steps that we needed to take to earn a promotion at our level, and Gwen hadn't done any of them. Uh, however, if you have that list where you can actually say, yes, I did, here are examples of what I did, or if you flip this, if you're a manager and you're conducting a review for someone beneath you and you know that they're coming in expecting a promotion and you got to give them some bad news, having not saying you weren't a team player or you didn't go above and beyond, have hard evidence. Point them to you did not do these things. You did not secure the this. You, you did not complete these reports. You did not uh, manage this account. You did not come to us with these four ideas. That takes a lot of the emotion out of the discussion and gives a lot of clarity on where the specific gaps are. Here's an example of how that can play out on a little bit calmer stage. Um, again, my first role in public relations was at Wagner Edstrom and was very happy to be there. And I sat down in my first review with my boss after I'd been with the company for about nine months 
And I thought that I was going to get promoted. And I had made the case in my annual review because the way that they do at the time they were doing reviews is you would write up a statement about your skills or your results and you'd send that to your manager and they'd consider it. And then they'd write up a kind of a counterpoint and then that would go, you know, okay, is, are we in alignment? Are you getting promoted? Or are you not? And my boss came back. I had said, I had pointed out that I had technically done all of the things that were expected of someone a level above me. And so therefore I believed I was performing at that level. And therefore I believed that I was due a promotion. But when I met with my manager, she was able to make the point that yes, you have done these things. However, the expectation is not that you do these things once and it's a checklist. And as soon as you check off these things, you get promoted. It's these are the skills you need to be demonstrating on a regular basis. These needs to be you know, part of your ongoing routine in order to then move up to that level. It's not, I am capable of doing this job. It's I'm already doing this job. That helped create a whole lot more clarity for me in terms of what I was focusing on and how I was thinking about my job. And it also made it easier for her because then it wasn't just her saying, well, you're not ready to be promoted. Well, the facts say that I am. It, it made for a productive discussion that ultimately did lead to me getting promoted. I was very happy to say and so finally, the, the, the other, the third piece of this and the most, really the most important in terms of long-term and in terms of next steps, and I alluded to this earlier in, in today's show, but really the most important um, thing for me has always been when I leave an annual review, I go back to my desk, I digest what was just said, and then I type up a recap with bulleted points of here are key takeaways. This is going well, this needs growth. This is an opportunity. Uh, this is somewhere that's really weak. The, you know, these are you know, three things that were, were fantastic. And also, if I'm working towards a promotion or working towards a growth opportunity or working towards an opportunity to take on a new challenge, I line, I line out what we discussed in there. I say, okay, you know, I'm, I am on track for a promotion to senior account supervisor in 2019 pending you know, completion, uh, you know, provided, you know, completion of these things. This allows for one final touch point of clarity between you and your boss, because Lord knows how many times we've sat in a meeting with somebody and we think that we're on the same page, but when we actually put the numbers on paper, we're, we're, you know, a couple steps apart. It also, again, gives you a paper trail so that if, for example, you don't have regular one-on-ones with your boss to talk about your growth and performance, this is your opportunity to say, in order to help me grow and in order to help me move towards the role of account coordinator, uh, you know, assistant account executive, you and I are going to meet once a quarter for 30 minutes to touch base on my performance, strictly to touch base on my performance. And then you you package up this, this summary of your meeting and you send it to your boss. So you both have a copy. This gives them an opportunity to say, hey, this is all great, but at this point we're far apart on, or yes, this sounds great, thanks so much. And then when it comes time for you to reach out and say, I'd like to have that meeting that we talked about for, you know, to, to touch base on my performance in a couple of months, or, you know, you're, you're preparing for your next review, you have documentation that you can point to and say, remember, we talked about this. This is something that we're going to include. And then if it turns out that your boss then says, oh, we're not going to have those meetings or, oh, we don't need to have those meetings or something like that. And you, you start to kind of get those mixed signals. It gets to be a lot easier to say either to either challenge that or to say, hey, 
this isn't the right opportunity for me. I need to be looking somewhere else. And that is going to do it for episode 27. I hope this was helpful uh, in as you prepare for your annual reviews. Episode 28 will be coming at you before you know it. Um, as always, I'm Colby Reed, and we'll talk next time.